Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Couch Potato Critics. I'm Shirley. I'm Miriam. I'm Carly. And today we are going to be doing our special Christmas episode. Just a little, I guess, kind of uh, like warning or note. Um, due to COVID, we were unable to film this episode during like actual Christmas time. So today is January 8th. Our first episode of 2022. Our first episode of 2022. Um, we're not sure when it'll be posted, but this isn't like, we're still, you know, um, finishing up the holiday season, I guess. So we're still going to talk about the two Home Alones today. The first two. The only two in our minds. Um, so today, there's more than that. They made another one this year. Yeah, I think there's technically, it goes Home Alone 1, 2, 3, and 4, and then they've got like the one that came out this year was like home sweet home alone and then they had they had one that they showed on disney all the time and there was like an art thief or thief 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 thief, thief, thief or wine thief something like thief. that thief thief it's just that they're i feel like i feel like we'll get more into this but like the only good ones are the ones with macaulay culkin yeah. there's no way yeah. you can like recreate that yeah I haven't um, seen the other ones, but I can just confidently say that. After watching the trailer for the other ones, I'm like, yeah, no. Um, but so today is a special episode because today is our very first double episode. So as I'm pretty sure everyone double knows. Double feature. Double feature. Show. That's from, You're ruining her song. That's from, that's from, <laughs> that's from Rocky Horror. You guys don't know. <laughs> no, we don't. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll watch it in yeah, a future episode. Maybe, but today is our very first double episode, so we will be reviewing um, Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. So this episode will work a little bit different than from what you're used to, but we hope that you enjoy. So for the first one, even though the two will probably be pretty similar, let's just give a quick synopsis, even though I'm pretty sure everyone knows what everyone it's about. Yeah. The title kind of tells it. Yeah. So when bratty eight-year-old Kevin McAllister acts out, the night before a family trip to Paris, his mother makes him sleep in the attic. After the McAllisters mistakenly leave for the airport without Kevin, he awakens to an empty house and assumes his wish to have no family have come true. But his excitement sours when he realizes two con men playing, pl- <laughs> plan, plan to rob the McAllister residence and that he mu- he alone must protect the family house. Ha ha, I see what they did there. Home ha, alone. Ha. Wait, what's the one? Ha ha ha. Ha ha ha. The Miley Cyrus one, isn't that? What? What? The one where she goes, ha ha, I'm gonna play it. <laughs> oh god. You know that Justin Bieber video where he like mocks the interviewer? He's like, I like that last Oh, right. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? Or? So I guess following our usual fashion, we can get into characters. Or wait, wait actually, why no, did no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I'm, 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 I'm completely wrong. Macaulay Culkin is a wizard. You're a wizard, Macaulay. I'm completely wrong. So I, I forgot since we haven't filmed one of these in a while. Um, so who, so as we've already said, Chris Columbus directed it, which I think is just another thing that makes this movie great because he is also the director for the first two Harry Potter movies. Miriam hates any talk about Harry Potter. I, I don't mind it, but God, the amount of times you talk about it, surely. It's that. Harry Potter, Criminal Minds, and anything with The Shining. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah King. <laughs> you do, you not, do you know who John Williams is, Shirley? Shirley doesn't know. The famed composer who... He did Star Wars. Yeah, he did... Well, first off, he did, like, everything yeah, ever. Like um... So, directed by Chris Columbus, uh, this is also a John Hughes movie, so that's a little hint to future. And then, 
It was starring Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurt, and Catherine O'Hara. And it was 20th Century Fox. Woo! I don't know. This is... Released in 1990. Um, um, 1990. It was... Oh, I Well, they stayed true and released like in Chicago. I like put Chicago because well, yeah, Chicago's not in the United States. <laughs> well, because that's where it, it premiered earlier. It also takes place in Chicago. So it was released in 1990, November 16th. My dad actually saw this in theaters. Um, and my dad was probably like... I think he was... He had to be, like, 32. <laughs> go alone to a home No, he didn't movie. go alone. Oh. He went with friends, but I don't know what the, he, he said. Him he, and his 30-year-old I, friends go into the movie. I, I asked him about it, and he said he really didn't remember why he went. Because <laughs> it was, like, or something. yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's the only way of going. Anyway. So, Home Alone is my favorite Christmas movie and one of my favorite movies of all time. And I know a lot of fun facts about Home Alone. So, I thought before we get into the characters, I should share like some of our, some of the fun facts I know. So, um, Kevin McAllister's famous moment where he like puts his hands on his face and he does that scream was actually not supposed to happen. So, what he's doing in that scene is he's putting like aftershave on his face. And obviously, he was played by a little kid and they told him, like, oh, react like it hurts, like make a face like that. And he screamed. And they were like, oh, this is great. Let's leave it in. Another fun fact is that um, the cousin Fuller, who is notorious for wetting the bed, is actually Macaulay Culkin's little brother, Kiernan Culkin. Um, Watch Succession. And he recently hosted SNL. Yeah. Fun fact. It was really cute, because Macaulay hosted it. Like, and he was on then. Macaulay hosted when he was, like, eight. Yeah, Macaulay hosted really young. Um, another fun fact that I just Googled was Home Alone's unprecedented success led to, it, led to its title becoming a verb. So in Hollywood, there is something called being home alone, um, which means that other films suffered in the box office because of Home Alone's long and successful run. So currently, Damn. like, Spider-Man is in theaters right now, and it's possible that Spider-Man could Home Alone other movies because everybody's going to go see that like one movie. The fourth Matrix yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, everybody is going to go see Spider-Man when they're not going to go see, you know, other movies. So another, um, hmm, let me think. Oh, the McAllister home from Home Alone is a major tourist attraction, so it is a real home. I'm not, I think... I don't think they built... <laughs> the inside is a set, but it is yeah. a real home. Oh, also, the last scene was filmed first. Yeah. And um, another... Weird. Yeah, it is really weird. They actually that's, do that like, with... Like, I they do it out of order. They do like that, that with multiple... Well, because they got snow, like the, f- like, the second day they were filming, they were like, we need to use this snow. Um, for some of the scenes with snow in it, they use, like, like potatoes i think i would think cornflakes i don't know i don't know it was like some type of food what what did they use in it's a wonderful life i'm not sure they won a scientific oscar for that really we talked about that i forgot (laughs) listen to our it's a wonderful life episode um also um okay i guess i have (laughs) two more fun facts and then we can get into characters so in there is a scene in the movie when Kevin spills milk all over everything because he pushes his so his brother took the last slice of pizza and Kevin pushes his brother and a bunch of milk gets spilled all over everything and one of the things that gets milk spilled on it is Kevin's ticket and so they you um the camera shows Kevin's ticket being thrown in the trash and so that means that even if Kevin had made it to the airport he would have never been able to get on the plane and my last fun fact is that Joe Pesci who plays one of the burglars he was this was like kind of one of his first like 
childish roles. And so throughout the movie, when he's, you know, in situations where normally an adult would use profanity, he would kind of mumble and say like crazy things. He had to make up his own little like language where he was just making weird noises because he was yeah because he was so used to cursing so and he couldn't curse so he had to make up his own things so that's my those are my fun facts if i think of any more i'll say them but i guess let's get into the very famous and wonderful characters yeah so i guess we start with none other than kevin McAllister, played by macaulay culkin and uh, i mean i don't i we talked about the later homolo movies and i think the reason why they didn't succeed is obvious first off because it's already been done so many times i think like the second one they managed to change it up just enough to be okay but also i think no one macaulay Culkin is a pretty talented kid actor so we have to watch my girl I'm going to cry if we watch that. Um, okay, anyway. One of the... So, I think I'll mention this more when we talk about the second movie, but I think the reason why the second movie worked, like, when most of the time, like, second movies that are super similar to the first one, like, they don't really work, is because they set it in New York, and New York is super famous for having amazing Christmas. If they had just done it back in the McAllister home again, it wouldn't yeah. have worked. But because they had a different setting, I think that's how they were able to pull it off. But, um, do you want to say more about Kevin, or...? Should I go? Um, I actually don't think so. I actually totally feel for Kevin in the beginning when everyone's like, you have to pack your own suitcase and you have to do this and you have to do that and you're not allowed to watch the movie. I think they're all really babying him and not giving him a chance. You're what the French call les incompetents. Um, I do have to give props to Kevin too. Like, are we talking about Kevin specifically in one or both? In because I, yeah. I, I don't know i was watching the second one and there's a scene where he's like messing around with his camcorder like his, his recorder thing yeah and he records like the commercial for the hotel and i don't think he really meant to do it like he was just checking out his new toy or whatever but just the fact that he can do that and then y- apply that to you know him yeah, getting lost yeah. in new york and the thing he did with the movie like i just think he's really creative because i mean if i was a little yeah. kid lost i would have been crying somewhere so yeah. one thing that i i like about these movies is that they make it almost like obviously it is like a a every character is kind of like a caricature of themselves especially the villains mm-hmm. but they make it almost like this could happen like, they have an explanation for, in the first movie, they have an explanation for why Kevin was left alone. Okay, they forgot to wake him up because they woke up late. And then there was another little boy, the neighbor little boy, who was in the van and they counted him by accident. Well, it's one of my neighbors, but... And so that actually makes sense. And in the second one, the whole thing about the camcorder that you said, he wouldn't have been able to find the Plaza Hotel without adding that. So if you really, like, make a timeline of the movies, every little detail makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) Damn! And so every little thing, like, makes sense. Like, and um, also the camcorder was, like, a very popular toy back then. So I think that's really cute. But I really like Kevin. He, um, you know, obviously, like, in the beginning, he's, I feel for him. Like, I, I think his family's being a bunch of jerks. You little jerk. <laughs> um, but 
I also like the, I completely get what he's doing in the beginning when he's watching like R-rated movies and he's eating a bunch of um like ice cream. But I think that um the way that he goes from being like very childish to realizing that he needs to be mature and I think he's just so grown up for his age and I really I really like that. Like for instance when he goes and buys the little like toy army men mm-hmm. at the grocery yeah. store and she's like like the um, cashier makes a face and he's like it's for the kids he's just like such a like mini adult like i think he's he's yeah he's really funny and he's a really he's a really cute kid and he's really smart you know like like putting all those chests yeah i know like he's he's a little crazy (laughs) might be slightly psychopathic but you know it's fine definitely some creativity there though (laughs) um shall we move on to harry or why are you making that face at me shirley do you not know who Harry is, Shirley? That's Joe Pesci. The old man. Oh, oh my god. I never remember Joe Pesci's character. Okay. So, Harry, played by Joe Pesci, he, for those who don't know, is the short and hot-headed thief. He's the one who gets his head literally really, burned. Yes. Yeah. Really hot-headed. Um... Um, he's pretty funny. He, yes, <laughs> he's, he's definitely funny, and he's pretty smart too. He just has Marv as a partner, yeah. which is okay, like, what the on, hell? Marv, he's so funny. I mean, yeah, but like, the it's like, you're when Marv's like, like pining after that one woman, and, and she smacks him in the yeah. face. <laughs> I actually, I have a few things to say about Marv. I actually really like Marv. Like, I know he's We're trying to. About Harry, so. That's what I meant. I meant Harry. I meant Harry. Um, oh, I always get them like mixed oh, up. Like, their names. <laughs> okay. Um, I think Harry is really, really funny, but I also like... you. I mean, you can't talk about him without talking about Marv. Like, I, I like the way that they play off of each other. Like, I think that he is just so, like... He's clearly the brains of this operation, yet just by having Marv there is kind of, like, defeating the purpose. And I love how determined he is. Even if he's doing something illegal, he's very determined. Um, and I just think he's so funny and, like... And the whole, like, way that he is so, like, he's so bold. Like, he went into a house, dressed up as a cop, and then he later robbed that house. Uh Is so bold. And also, like, in the second movie, he just, they just won't give up. And I love how whenever Marv is saying something stupid, Harry's like, come on, Marv. Like, don't do that. Like, don't tell the kid how we're going to rob the the toy store. Why are you saying that? It's just really funny. I think that, like, if they had the movie with just one of them, like, it was just Harry or just Marv, or, like, they replaced Marv with someone else. I think they work best together, you they know? Like, do. that's one of the best aspects of the movie. They're so funny. Is their relationship and how clearly they've been doing this for a while. And, like, for instance, um, the, like, when um, Marv leaves the water running and Harry's like, didn't I tell you not to do that? Like, clearly they've been doing this for a while, and clearly they have... They're, like, an old married couple. Yes. Like, they have they're their... Like the they're wet bandits or something? Yes. They're called the wet bandits. Later, the sticky bandits. Yeah. Yes, but but, but th- that just shows how dumb, like, Marv is. It's just like, we have to have, a th- like, a thing. A sh- like, a, And that's literally what gets them caught. It's yeah. like, you didn't have to do that for every single one. But they get out, which props out. to them. They escape from prison, and then they go away in a fish truck which is just so funny but i guess do you guys want to move on to marv yes yeah. please he's my favorite okay and pigeon lady are like my favorite i know pigeon lady is so sweet um oh can i have a so i was watching the second one with my dad like i, I don't know if we'll get to pigeon lady eventually but um of course we will you see how kevin gets all of those gifts and all of that money at the end of the movie yeah 
<laughs> yeah, like, he doesn't help her at all. Like, she's on the streets. Like, my dad literally said, you can't get her off the streets, Kevin? Like, hello. Right, like. Like, she up. helped. Like, she literally like, saved him from Harry and Mark. Yeah, look at that house. Like, that's all you need to know. Also, like, something that pisses me off about that scene, the last scene when they get all the presents, is how are they going to know which present is for who? Because Duncan... They're all for Kevin, technically, right? No, like, they're for the the whole family. But, like, like, Kevin didn't tell Mr. Duncan who all of his siblings were and what they like, so are they just going to, like, fight? Like, when the camera's cut, are they just going to start... Yeah, but, like, who gets what? It just is very stressful to me. Is there an even number? Like, is it fair? I don't know. But anyways, back to Marv. (laughs) Um, I think Marv is hysterical, and I honestly think, like, even though he does a lot of bad things, I think he would be, like, sweet. Like, I think he could be sweet. Yeah, he's just, like, if you want to really look into it, he's honestly just influenced by Harry. Yeah. Yeah. And he's invincible. My God. He literally turned into a skeleton in the second movie. He got electrocuted, (laughs) and they, it's the worst special effects I've ever seen. They, like, show a skeleton, and it's so, it's so funny. I love it. It's hysterical. But I think he's so funny, and I also like how persistent he is, and I like how he's just so, I guess kind of trusting of people like he'll tell everybody his evil plans and then you know that's not smart or he's like oh you know i want to have like our cool name like because he wants them to be like a club or whatever and then they they end up getting oh because they leave the water on right yeah they they flood the houses that's why they're called the wet bandits which is very mean but and also he's so loud and clumsy it's not not enough that they rob you you have to pay for water damage as well yeah Yeah. they're just that I know, they're bad boys, bad boys. What are you going to do? Don't entertain her. Um, I guess we'll move on to the parents. Sure. Um, so, Catherine O'Hara. Love her. Queen. John Hurd. Weird away. Yeah. I actually don't know anything about him. Oh, like, my God. Him is he like divorced someone away. after six days. His first wife. No, no, they were... Yeah, they were separated, separated after six, six days. days. And then he was arrested for assault with yeah, his mali- son. Yeah, uh, Mali... No, oh, Mali... No, he... about assault, we're gonna have to mention him. Later on, we're gonna have to Yes, him. yes. Who? But Buzz, Buzz Mellister. Well, but, so, like yeah, him. so John Hurt delayed... Dated Melissa Leo, who is a pretty famous actress. She's got an Oscar. And assaulted her and was arrested for that. And... Oh, my God. Yeah, charged with third-degree assault... And that that is only a year after Home Alone, so I Wait, think so he, he back, back and started in the second one, and then he was uh, found guilty of trespassing uh, he is her house. Marv. But he was acquitted of their of the charges of trespassing at their son's school, and he also got married again and divorced after seven months, and then he died of sudden cardiac arrest. Uh, due to heart disease in 2017, he was pretty old, 71. That's but he's, insane. but he's been, he's been in a lot of stuff, like a lot of minor characters and a lot of stuff. So he was like a character actor. Yeah. Isn't that what they all are technically? Well, yeah, well, pretty much. I mean, like. Well, roles. Yeah. Um. Yeah. White so a little. But Catherine O'Hara, pure queen. Love her. Yeah. And especially in Beetlejuice. She's yeah, so she's in so many stuff. Yeah, way. I'll overcome my fear for that. And um, you're scared of Beetlejuice? When I was when I was younger, I 
got scared of it. Well, it's a little I, I just haven't seen... Well, I was watching it when I was, like, six, so it was a little okay. weird. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I just haven't seen it since. So, yeah, I mean, the parents are pretty... Like, yeah, my, my God, there's one thing to lose Kevin once, but you think after you lost him last year, yeah. you might, like, go pretty back negligent. and check and make sure he's yeah, on the plane. So they're pretty negligent, and also the whole thing when they, like... So they call the police... Right, and the police are like, nobody's there. And so they call him again, and then the police are like, yeah, no, he's not there. And so why wouldn't they tell the police, he's home alone, he's probably scared. Because, right, because if I you... I they did. Like, they were like, he's home alone, I'm scared. No, 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 so after the police go and check, and, and Kevin's hiding under the door. Yeah. Or under the, under the, <laughs> under the bed. Yeah. They are just are kind of like, yeah, no, he's not here. That's, like, I just think, I, like... I feel, one, I feel like the dad, we don't get to learn much about the dad. Like, he's not, yeah. a, he's not a, well, let's, like, let's face it. So, when we, when I watched Home Alone, I watched Home Alone Christmas Eve mm-hmm. with my brother, and then my dad joined halfway through or so, and my dad was just like, oh, typical, the mom's gonna fly home, not the dad. <laughs> like, it's kind of yeah, like. I like they both should have flown. That's the thing I, I didn't I understand. I guess if there's one flight she's like, gonna go, but he obviously doesn't really care what Correct me if I'm flight. wrong, but from what I remember, right, the mom goes on the truck with John Candy, right, mm-hmm. yeah. to get there faster than the flight would have taken. But, but they walk in the door. Yeah, they like, walk in the door at the say, same time. waited until the morning, she couldn't wait until the morning. That would have been the smart thing but to like, do. But, like, the rest of the family literally walked in the door 30 seconds after her. Which is really funny. Like, yeah. really? Magic. Um, I mean, I like the mom. Like, I like the whole thing where it's, like, you know, Kevin's like, Mom! And she's like, Kevin! Um, her, her iconic, her iconic line. But I, I like her because she's very dedicated to get back, but you shouldn't have left Kevin there in the first place. Yeah, but better than um, that. But the dad isn't, he's just not... Like, there's I mean, not much to say about they him. acknowledge that, because in the second one, the officer's like, has this happened before? And they just start laughing. Oh, yeah, oh, they're oh. <laughs> Never left our luggage, though. because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they have Kevin's bag, just no Kevin. Yeah. Um, Kevin! Oh, my God. That was good. Thanks. You know that commercial right. that she's in now with Kevin Hart? Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard that's that. That's really annoying commercial. I yeah, it's it's on my phone yeah. in five seconds. Um, I so I guess... Since we're doing a combination of both movies, do you guys want to do the, again, I cannot remember his name, the old man and then... Marley and Pigeon Lady, who's literally called Pigeon Lady. Why don't they give her a name? So, I don't know, but Marley... She's homeless, and homeless people don't have a Oh, yeah. We can do Kevin McAllister. We can do Buzz, because I feel like he's the only sibling that's really, like, important. So... So, yeah. So, Marley... So Marley is the guy who goes around and insults the streets that they're scared of, played by Roberts Blossom. His name is Roberts Blossom. I just want to make sure everyone knows his that's... His first p- name's Roberts? I love his yeah. last name. Is he Blossom. Oh, he's here. Yeah, right there. And... <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that was so weird, <laughs> Carly. I'm sorry. Why does she look like... She looks like... She that, looks that's, so... She that looks look, like a real estate agent. Yes, but it also looks like a drawing. She looks like she's the head of an MLM pyramid scheme. God, she has... She has a Golden Globe... Two Screen two Actors Sh- Guild Awards. And two Emmys. Wow. And then Canadian, but... Did she get the Emmys for Shits Creek? Probably, yeah. I don't... I, she might have been... I, it had to be. That picture is but so she was, doctored. I know, it looks... 2005. I don't think she looked like that in 2005. 
She got one for Network 90, which I've never heard of. S- the Outer Limits. CS TV Network 90. And then I think she probably got one for Shits, which I scrolled past. because She has two. Oh, I thought it said she had two. Oh, this is just by years. Okay. That's is fine. that fun? Oh, wait. It's right yeah, they're annoying. Um, yeah, he, she got a Golden Globe for sh- Whatever. We already know all this. I don't know why we're checking. So, Are we going to leave this in? I don't know. I'll feel what I feel. She has... Oh, right, because she's Canadian. Okay, I don't want to be here anymore. Okay, so I just have to say, I'm not a fan of Pigeon Lady. Really? I love Pigeon Lady. Carly looks offended for those, like, because you guys can't see. Carly looks very much. I love Marley. Of course That, I I know, but... I need you to explain yourself. I don't know. I don't hate... I just... I don't know. I think... Annoying. Sorry. They're fucking playing. So sorry. Okay. We you you might hear some music. Yeah, we probably could. Real quick, I apologize if you hear stuff in the background, but it's just music. It's someone's playing. Someone I happen to be related to. Um. (laughs) So anyway, but Marley. So my brother, who is the one downstairs currently playing, is. Yeah, as opposed to what? (laughs) As opposed to what? Like Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely what's being heard here. Well, this is a loud game game of Monopoly. Okay, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we only have Beatles Monopoly, so someone just got Apple Studios. Abbey Road. Apple Studios. Abbey Road. Apple Studios. Okay, fine. Abbey Road is the second priciest. Congrats. Okay, we are getting Okay, so, so, but my, my, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I think there's, there's going to be a lot of outside noise to this one. Sorry. Um, okay, we got it. Can I talk? So my brother is currently taking a film class. And when we watch this, you can see throughout the movie, um, Marley has a bandage on his hand and towards the end of the movie when he waves to kevin the last time there's no bandage on the hand because that's he's getting healed throughout the movie because this whole point of it is that he hasn't seen his son or their family in years and and he's slowly getting healed and towards at the end of the movie he meets his son again and the his granddaughter and um so, yeah, so that's just one thing. But I, just, some of the stuff he says, like what he says to Kevin in the heartfelt or whatever, it's just a very emotional. But I thought it was like a good quote. Whereas I feel like Pigeon Lady is just like, come to my little room and like, I feel like she's gonna like molest him or something. Oh, you say that again, Miriam? Miriam, I love Pigeon Lady. I know her too. Okay. okay, I'm gonna say my thoughts about Marley and then I'm gonna say my thoughts about I do like Marley. I do like the Marley actress. And Marley. Uh, go listen to our Muppets Christmas Carol episode. <laughs> I loved Muppets Cri- really Christmas episode. Carol. I know, that was so bad. <laughs> there was a lot of behind the I scenes. Just, I haven't edited it yet, but it's so I'm, bad. It's going to be bad. Um, but I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, anyways, so I actually liked them both. I think I liked Marley a little bit better, but that's not saying I don't like Pigeon Lady. I'm making sure I don't offend Carly. You're safe. Miriam's on my hit list. <laughs> um... I like Marley, and I actually had no idea about the, the cut on his hand. For some reason, I always pictured that he had, like, cut it on his snow shovel because he's always shoveling snow, and it's, like, a big metal thing. But I always thought... 
if we know what a snow shovel is. Okay, so I always figure, I always figured that he cut it on a snow shovel because it's like a big metal like thing, and you know, like he, you can slip and stuff. But um, I I think he's really sweet, and I love how he comes to save Kevin. You know, and uh, obviously same thing with Pigeon Lady. I do think it's like a little bit weird. Like we're not exactly like like she doesn't exactly explain like her full like situation like i wish we knew more about her and i wish we could see at the end of the movie and this isn't her fault but i wish we could see more of like a redemption for her yeah, like like you know like, get her a, a home and some money and like, it might not be the character but i do feel like it's just like marley has much more well-rounded like why because he has a house miriam no because he's not homeless we, miriam well, we never actually see him in this house, so how do we know he's not home? He's just... He could be living at well, isn't his house the one that... They... Yeah, it's he's their neighbor. Yeah. But, no, 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 I mean, Marley's ending is a lot more satisfactory than hers. But also, it's well wrong because he's supposed to be scary, and then you realize, like, he actually... Well, so is Pigeon Well, Lady. she's a little know, bit but scary. but I don't feel like... Well, yes, she's There's scary. The character, no. just in different movies. I know, yeah. but I just... I, I feel like... I just, I think I like, yeah, you I can't think, I think I like, no, I think I like Marley better just because it's, Marley's more well-rounded, whereas Pigeon Lay's just like, I'm homeless. I like Marley a little bit better just because I feel like he's the original, and I also feel like he, I don't know, I, I like how he is, I, again, has that, like, he's originally super scary, whereas Pigeon Lady isn't super scary in the beginning, mm -hmm. but I do like Pigeon Lady, and I love how she takes him to the opera house. I have no idea how they got in there, yeah. and also my question is, why isn't she always staying there? She says that she spent many nights there. Why isn't she always just up there? How do you know that because she was what in the, the park late at oh, night. I'm sorry, but what the hell is up with the pigeons? Like that's so. They're her only friends, Miriam. But that is like <laughs> it wasn't weird. But, late, but, but they come into the opera house with her. How'd they all get in there? <laughs> the pigeons had to like scan in their ticket. <laughs> um, but I like them both. I think they're both good. Um, Carly, would you like to talk about Pigeon Lady? Well, just. I'm on the Pigeon Lady Protection Squad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I don't remember. Like, I have a better mem I have a better memory of Home Alone 2 than I have the first one. See, I'm the opposite. So, I think I have a more emotional attachment to that one. But it's weird because I like Home Alone 2 better. Yeah, so do I. Well, no one cares what you well, think, we'll Shirley. To, We're not talking you about your opinion right we'll now. We're talking about my opinion. <laughs> If only you guys could know how annoying she is in person. Anyway. Ah. <laughs> Things are getting heated at the couch potato critics. We're going to break up soon. Um, we're going to pull a Beatles. Yeah. Who's our Yoko? Emmett. <laughs> He's the cause. boyfriend. Oh my god, I don't have a boyfriend. Anyway. Yeah, I just... Stop smirking at me like that. I just have a deeper emotional attachment to the second one. Can I ask why? Like, have you seen it more I times? I think, honestly, because I've seen it more times, and I just remember it more clearly. Like, everyone knows the concept of the first one, but I remember, like... <laughs> but, <laughs> but I remember the hotel more. I remember Tim Curry. I remember the Trump cameo. Like, I remember everything. Oh, no. The Trump cameo. Oh, <laughs> um, no. I forgot about it. Uh, yeah. in the show. Come on. Stop. In the Stop. show? Oh God, really Who? Trump? Oh. Like a Trump <laughs> anyway, did we talk about how, like, when they're, when the family, I don't, is this in the first one? I don't, 
I don't remember if it's in the first one too. I know it's in the second one. But when they're sitting in the hotel and they're watching It's a Wonderful Life, like did yeah. we talk about that? Yeah, it's the first. Yeah. It's in the second one because in the second one they're watching the Spanish version. I don't know if we <laughs> mentioned it's in both. it. I don't know if we mentioned it in the It's a Wonderful Life episode. I don't... We may have... That may have just been a conversation we all had. But I just think it's pretty interesting. It's it's similar themes of I wish, like, I was never born or whatever. It's, like, different, like, realize... Like, not realizing... So you think it was purposeful? Yes, of course, yes. I thought it was, like, the directors were, like, a fan. No, because think about it. He realizes how much impact he had on people's life and oh. it's like the opposite for kevin he realizes how much Obviously his family means deeper than i thought like there's that and then there's like the bandage thing that you brought up yeah like, this is so like well my my brother just learned that in his film class but i just thought that was interesting because it's a wonderful life was the movie i watched you know for the episode right before home alone so it was like yeah. hey yeah. i just finished watching that yeah. you know and then you see it again yeah um so oh, that was so long ago. It was so long ago. It's been a while. Um, so do you guys want to do Buzz McAllister? The only real sibling who makes it in. Like, so wait, yeah. what did he, was, what did he do? Um, so he Stop was, her. what the, f- oh God. God. He, but he did, down. but he lost weight. For, so he's in home, home sweet home alone. He plays Officer McAllister. So there is some connection there because he. I hope it says it on Wikipedia. I might have to go. So look. wait, he got arrested for something? Yes. So he was arrested for domestic abuse, like the day after Home Sweet Home Alone premiered. So that's recently, then, right? Yeah. Because that's the one I that's mean, on you, Disney Plus. Yeah, right? against his girlfriend, I believe. Yeah, Buzz can buzz off. <laughs> Get off your phone. Sorry. You um. See so Buzz, in terms of like a character, wait, can I say what I think? About Devin that? Rat. Ray. So Buzz, in terms of a character, is like a very classic portrayal of like older brother. I feel like in movies, the portrayal of the older brother is either like he's very protective or he's a jerk, like the worst person you've ever met. He was in and Home Alone so his entire life has been Home Alone. Um, but I, I, it just is really upsetting that the actor turned out like that, and a lot of you know child stars well, you don't. Know what, you know what he looked like in he Home tried Alone? To strangle his girlfriend. So actually, the story that I heard. Um, is that he tried to strangle his girlfriend That's because... That's what he looks like in the movie. Like, what do you expect? He looks like a jerk. Haircut, you know? Um, the buzz... <laughs> so, in, um, in... So, apparently, he tried to strangle his girlfriend because she, um, gave away one of his autographs for free. And so, that with... says a lot about, like, his character. Like, you know. He was charged with one count of domestic assault and battery by strangulation and another count of domestic assault and battery without the strangulation. <laughs> Which is just really upsetting so because upset because she was gonna sell his autograph. She was gonna give it. A, she gave one away. That's what I heard. Who, who wants his autograph anyway? Was that he like was a convention or something? Who this is the story my dad told me that he heard. Um. Yeah. So no, but it shows a lot that his entire life was about Home Alone to the point where if you know one autograph goes away for free, it's like that big of a deal. It's like it will make him snap. Um. But I it's it's very upsetting and obviously it taints the view of the movie but it also is like um obviously he's playing a character and so you can kind of separate him from the character and i like the character i think he's funny i think he's just kind of comic relief and i like how um i i, I really always wonder what happened to his tarantula you know like does he ever Did get he it strangle a tarantula? oh my god carly <laughs> does he get like the tarantula back like do they find it and i also i, I just think he's kind of like a funny character Isn't the tarantula... no wait oh that's in the first one never mind yeah 
So, yeah. I mean, Buzz is pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. I forgot what I was going to say about him, so I don't... And then at the end, he's like, you're alright, dude. And then he hates him again. My favorite scene in the whole movie... Oh, we're doing is... favorite scenes. No, because this is just because we're talking about t- your <laughs> Tim... <laughs> Rip Taylor. Rip. He was a good one. So, Tim Curry does my favorite scene in the whole movie, along with the other guys, but it's when he's going after Kevin, and Kevin plays the TV, and it's like, get on your knees and say you love me. And that's like, I love you. (laughs) It's great. Or the scene where, like, he, he tries to get into the room just to, like, see if Kevin's, like, just a kid by himself. And then, like, and then Kevin down. sets up, like, an inflatable. Why do do that in two seconds? I know. Why like, he, 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 special power? he makes Tim Curry think that it's his dad in the shower. And he's like, my dad wasn't very happy that you were spying on him in the shower, you pervert. <laughs> like, it was very funny. So... I don't, I guess I don't really have, like, much to say about him. Like, he's just, you didn't even know it was Tim Curry. Curry, (laughs) He's Um, just epic. I I kind of hate, actually, I don't really like him, because I, I mean, he's funny, but, but why is he always, like, trying to come after this child? Like, what, why does he care? Carly! He was looking at him in the show. Look what you did, you little jerk. Yeah, and I guess that's it for the second movie as far as characters, but, 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 I don't think there's anyone else in the first movie. Who are you mm, guys? Oh, the pizza guy? No, we have to talk about the guy who makes any two and a half star movie a three A. John Candy. Oh. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's what my dad said about him, and it's definitely true. So Gu- he plays Gus Belinsky, who's the polka musician who helps Kate polka, get home. Polka polka. That's what he says. Polka pot. Polka polka polka. Polka I pot. Love- I don't know what I said. Pot. Dot. I meant I to say know. dot. I, I've been having trouble, like, speaking today. Anyway. So, he's just, I, he's just so funny. He's just so, he's so cool. I don't know, okay? But he's, he's funny, and one of the reasons why is, so he was only available to shoot for one day, and they ended up shooting, which ended up taking 23 hours to yeah. shoot. And, and, he he did it as a favor to John Hughes, and in return, he was the only one to go off script, and all of his dialogue is improvised. Seriously? I According to Chris that. Columbus, all of it is That's improvised. Awesome. He's just so talented. He's, when did he die? He, like, died, like... Oh, that was really sad when I heard that. 1994, yeah, like, He's only four like years... Yeah, well, because I think he it was... He passed away, like, before all of us were born, but when I, like, what did he was die researching of? the cast, I think I it was... I was really upset. Probably due to his... Yeah, heart attack. I, yeah. But, you know, his his obesity, obviously, was a factor. Are you, you fat-shaming him here? Uh, no, that's a literally... He literally says, <clears throat> in addition to his obesity, he tended to binge eat and respond to professional struggles and weighs in excess of 300 pounds at some point in his life. Candy had risk factors of a heart attack, including strong family history. His father died prematurely, although his children, although his children say he was unaware of his genetic risk. Smoking a pack of cigarettes a day, heavy alcohol use, and occasional use of cocaine. Candy was concerned about his weight. He once lost 100 pounds over summer while preparing for a new film role with Martin Church. 
He frequently dieted exercises with trainers because of his family history. He was under significant degree of stress throughout the making of Wagons East. Never seen that. Yeah. I love all the side conversations. <laughs> I Wait, so if all of his lines were improvised, does that mean that Catherine O'Hara's lines with him were also improvised? Because she had to, like, play off of what he said. Um... I guess, or... I, I guess he had, like, set parameters. Like, yeah, like, it wasn't, yeah, like... Probably. And then she just said maybe what she was scripted to say, and then he just said, like, a funny joke around it or something. Yeah. I thought he was great, and wasn't he also, like, the reason why Macaulay Culkin got the role? Because they were in Uncle Buck together? I don't know. I never heard that. Um... I know that they were in Uncle Buck together, but I'm pretty sure that they yes, were... Yes, you're correct. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool. I mean, could you imagine John Mulaney was... Have you heard that story that he's no. John Mulaney was allegedly asked for to audition for the role of Kevin, but his par- <laughs> but his parents declined. I just, what? I don't know that what, would be insane. I don't know what John Mulaney looked like as a child, but my brain just pictured him just slightly <laughs> shorter. Yeah, literally, literally the same guy. <laughs> that would so be hysterical. Um, I thought the role was written for Kevin McAllister, or I mean for uh, for Macaulay Culkin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, no, but I wouldn't doubt that he was in mind when John Hughes wrote it. Yeah. It's just, uh, you gotta, like, you know, I wouldn't doubt that they just still tried out some other actors in case he could do it. So we never, I, I just now realized, we never read the synopsis for the second episode, even though we've kind of been talking about them. He lost in New York. What else? So, yeah. yeah they, movie, not do you want to read it or just do, you know? Yeah, but I was going to say this first and then we all read it. But some other cool, like, casting Packs is Chris Farley auditioned for the Santa Claus impersonator, er, but I'm going to read that again. Chris Farley auditioned for the role of the Santa Claus impersonator, but was turned down Who's by that? Columbus. Chris Farley? Do you know who Chris Farley is? You're not an SNL fan. He's a very famous comedian. He died in 97. Pretty, you know, drug overdose, but pretty famous. He was pretty much on here like i'm i don't know if you've seen his other stuff but he was he shrek wait what was no that? he was supposed to play shrek and then oh, die he did a picture of shrek he did 85 percent of the dialogue and then he died why and are you laughing charlie <laughs> it is just him but shorter <laughs> <laughs> no the same size head and torso he just has little tiny little i love john mulaney me too legs. i saw him when he came to philly anyway um, since you're hearing so much of it, go check out the Jet Planes album in the movies. Freaking bitch. her relative's band. Um, so anyway, so for Home Alone 2, since we didn't read the synopsis, after a snarky youth Kevin McAllister loses track of oh, his so father at the airport. Why are they always <laughs> insulting him? Who's writing this? Loses track of his father at the airport. He mistakenly gets on a plane headed for New York City while the rest of his, while the rest of the McAllister... Okay, I'm going to read the whole... Okay. Loses track of his father at the airport. He mistakenly gets on a plane headed for New York City while the rest of the McAllisters fly to Florida. Now alone in the Big Apple, Kevin cons his way into a room at the Plaza Hotel and begins his usual antics. But when Kevin discovers that the sticky bandits are on the loose, he struggles to stop them from robbing an elderly man's toy store just before Christmas. I like how this one has a low 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. They but both. Me and Miriam both like it better than the first. The other one has like 60-something, I, I think. I thought it had lower, but I mean, I do think it's higher, but I think it was not. This might be the lowest film, and we're comparing that to 
Halloween. <laughs> Halloween has a freaking 94, and this yeah. has a, like, a 68, and the second Home one has a 34. Has a six, that's insane. Yeah, but... I think we should do a week where we watch, like, one, things that have gotten, like, zeros or ones. Yeah, yeah but I might, like, I might blow my brains out if we do that. I actually... Okay. Um... 80% audience score for the first one. That's it? Um, for, yeah. So, I actually have seen, you know how, like, everyone hated the Emoji movie? I watched it with my little brother. Oh, my God. I and don't tell me that you liked it. Like, for a kid's movie, it's not terrible. I know, but it's such a stupid concept. It is a very stupid concept, but I mean, like, it's, if you kind of just changed what the characters looked like to not be like, emojis, not it would make sense. <laughs> Um, so, I guess we can kind of just, like, now talk about, like, our favorite moments or, like, any questions that we have for each other. I actually have a question for you guys. Now, I know it's a little bit different since we're older and, like, we do get left home alone, but if you guys were left home alone under the same situation that Kevin McAllister was, what would you guys do? Call the police. (laughs) Call the police. My God. But I guess the phone lines were down, so we couldn't Well, the phone worked later on. I know, but he never, he did uh, actually, no, but, he, different. but he, he did actually end up calling the police. I'd go to a neighbor's, call the police, something. I'd probably just sit around, like, I'd probably just hang out, and yeah, then, like, if I started, you. no, I meant, oh, I didn't mean the bandits, I meant, like, when you're first left home alone. Oh, yeah, but if someone's breaking into my house, oh, here's what I would do. My house has, like, a roof that connects you're to other roofs. No, you're literally asking someone to rob you right now. Okay. Can you take that out, then? Well, I don't think they're gonna yeah, be able to... Yeah, Shirley's address. Yeah, they're really gonna be able to identify by a roof connected to another roof. My house is the same way. Well, if I got robbed, um, yeah, I guess I call the police. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I don't have time to set up. I'm too lazy to set up all the stuff like Kevin did, and it wouldn't work. And also, yeah. like, he poured a bunch of sticky stuff all over his house. I don't want, like, tar all over my house. <laughs> Him, it, apparently. It so clean the next day. Does he clean it up? Yeah, he's, he's such a girl boss. Boy boss. No, he's a girl boss. He, he just gives off girl, girl boss energy. Well, I already talked about my favorite moment. Do you have any questions for either the first or second movie? What's what's your favorite moment, Carly? Oh, um, well, from the second one, it's that shower scene. Ignore that. Um, and the first one, I guess, just them going through the traps. I mean, that's just what draws me to the movies. So, well, the first one for me. And this wouldn't be funny, but just special. I just like when he's talking in the church to him, which I already mentioned. Yeah. My um, favorite scene is when, um, in the first one, is... So, it's hard to choose, Night. I have, like, a lot of them. But I guess I would have to say when he's, like, going... To, like, getting ready to go home to prepare for, like, 9 o'clock. And then the music starts playing. And it's, like, he's, like, running and he has to get ready. And then he gets oh. home. And he makes the mac and cheese. And he has a knife... And, and, a foot. <laughs> and he doesn't eat it, but the mac and cheese looks so good. So that makes me sad. But I like the, like, you know, like, running and the very, like, it feels very oh, action-packed. <laughs> I don't know if I can do you holding her hand. I got the mic and I can do it all Shirley's hand. Um, you guys had a little moment there. We need, to, we need to talk about Carol of the Bells. 
please. My favorite Christmas song? Yeah. It's my mom's favorite. Is that the one? That's the one that was Yeah, Dory Love Running Seeker. That one and Wham's Last Christmas. Christmas. Me too. I'm like Marley and Marley from Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> mine, but mine, but and then getting an oldie, and they're probably like, it's the most wonderful time of the year, or something like that. Oh, my actual favorite Christmas song is it, "It's Beginning it, to Look a Lot Like Christmas." Oh, okay, I take right back. Mine's that one. Because yeah, because I always like that one because you know it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Mm. I but I, I do. It don't be staring all stories and tales of the glory of, of Christmas is long, long ago. ago. I'm so talented. She went off. I know. 40 second beats. Shirley, would you like to do rating? So, well, let's just start for the first one and we can go around in a circle and then we'll go around again. Yeah. Okay. Um, so for the first one, I have to give it. Um, I feel like you guys are going to laugh at me. But honestly, I'm going to give it um, a 98 because and so I don't think it's like a perfect 100 yeah. because there are like like, for instance, I hate that he doesn't eat the mac and cheese. Yeah, that, that and also, like, easily. it's slightly cheesy. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that little little pun, um, but I love it. It's it's so adorable. And he reminds me of my little brother. And I just think it's a really it's, it's a really. <laughs> No, you can't. I'll cut it out don't because worry. he'll kill me. I'll cut it out. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's just—it's really sweet. So I would give the first one, I think, a ninety-two. All of this, I think, is based around nostalgia, and it's obviously like not in the ranks of critically acclaimed films, but like it should be. Yes, it should be. Um, it did get nominated for an Oscar. It did, but it's for the score. It's not. For oh. Still. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just not every movie that like you love needs to be some like you know fancy. fancies like fancy it, it like I think Home Alone everyone loves that and if you don't, you're sadist. Carly? Yeah. Um Oh god. S- I give it a seventy five, actually. Why did I dump something on your head? That's <laughs> terrible, Carly. I think I don't know. I just don't really care for the movie that much. She's going to get... You're going to wake up with a horse's head in your head. <laughs> yeah. The only part of the movie I enjoy is seeing Marv and Harry get beat up. Everything else, I don't care about Kevin. I don't care about the parents. You are so rude. I, after I said Kevin reminded me of my little brother, you said I don't care about Kevin. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to what you guys were talking about. I'm going to be completely honest. <laughs> okay, no longer a part ratings of for podcast. the second movie. Um, I would also give the second, mm, I give the second movie a 95. Like, it doesn't have all of the charm as the, as much charm as the first one. <laughs> They're mocking me. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have as much, like, charm as the first one, but I think it's still a great movie and a holiday classic, and I love New York. Um, I would say the opposite. I'm gonna give it, would you give it a 95? I, yeah. I'll give it a 96. Just That's not the opposite. <laughs> no, I think the opposite. Oh. Is because because well, I give the first one like a ninety, slow. didn't you? So, so I love it. I think it's fun. It's I think it's funnier. The the I don't think the traps are funnier, but I think other stuff that happens in the movie, like like not related to Marvin Harry, is actually funnier. Whereas I feel like before he's just getting scared a lot and running around town. Although I do like the toothbrush scene. 
What's the toothbrush? Where he steals the toothbrush. Okay, at I the love key, that scene. And then he gets chased. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop that boy. I love that he, line. And, oh, my God. He looks like, the guy looks like he's like a 1950s, 16-year-old. He looks like he's, I thought he was a 60s. Jimmy, stop, stop that boy. <laughs> the way she says it is, that's my favorite line in the whole movie. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? You didn't talk about that at all. Okay. I just did. Anyways. Um, my rating for the second one, 80. You are such a low score. <laughs> I don't, I'm I just wanna not. See, I want to see Carly rate a movie 100. I, that, I'll pass yeah. out. The podcast can end. The podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like, I feel like it's actually really interesting. Like, I always rate pretty high. Miriam's kind of like in the middle and Carly's like. I'm not always low. low. I mean. You're probably the lowest. I think I gave like. Silence of the Lambs, like in a, in the nineties, and <laughs> anyways, I just don't have as much emotional attachment as I do as Shirley, and I just overall, I don't know. They're good movies, but I'm not gonna watch them every year. Okay, but what about oh, I, watch, I, watch I watch them every year. What about what? What about Pigeon Lady? No. Yeah, she's. Yeah. Oh wait, this is the first one. Oh wait, this. <laughs> that that sh- the five extra points from the first one is for Pigeon Lady because it went from seventy five to eighty. So I just had a brain fart. Okay, well I have a pick for our next movie. Mary, yes, so gladly say our new theme. So continuing, we're gonna do a little bridge over Transition. to other John Hughes movies and Shirley, who's currently chowing down on a pretzel like it's corn on the cob. And um, she is going to give us our pick for next week. <laughs> okay, maybe I'll give the pick. No, I have a pick. Jesus! Next week, we are going to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I might give that a hundred. I'm already saying. I'm very excited. I think we've all seen it, right? No. We've <gasps> seen it. Someone's gonna get a horse's head definitely in their bed. Um, so yeah, uh, that I watch this year. I didn't because I expected that we were gonna watch it when we decided that we were gonna do a John Hughes movie. So I ended up not watching it, and I I think I ended up watching It's a Wonderful Life. Then um, I usually watch it when me and my mom put up the tree. And it's just because the first time I watched Ferris Bueller, we put up the tree then. So, yeah. Anyway. You want to know a fun fact? I took my Christmas tree down last year on January 6th. During the riot? Yep. <laughs> That's my memory of January 6th. <laughs> you were like, no, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Our outro. Filled with pretzels. <laughs> we're back. Hungry. We're so professional. Outro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Couch Potato Critics. Um, like us, follow us, do whatever you have to do to stay tuned, um, and keep listening to our podcast, and we hope that you enjoyed this episode. You better have, or else. Don't listen to her. Head, Don't, no. We, <laughs> we hope that you enjoyed this episode. No, you have to. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week. No, that's not it. What else could we be forgetting? <laughs>